BlazeTV.com slash Stu. The promo code is Stu. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We're going to go into the Trevor Bauer situation here in just a little bit. But I don't know if you noticed, there was a little news in Congress today. Um, and it was kind of interesting. You know, uh, Kevin McCarthy became Speaker of the House on what was it? His 15th round of voting. Everyone knew it was going to be very difficult to do it. And everyone knew that if he got and once he got past five or six votes, if it was ever going to occur, he was going to be named speaker, he's going to have to give some major concessions. One of the big concessions that he wound up giving was to say, hey, normally it's uh, half of the conference, half of all Republicans would have to vote to remove the speaker. And they changed that from, I think that would make it like 107 or eight or whatever it was. Uh, instead of 107, 108, let's make it one person. If one person says we want to vote on removing the speaker, we'll do that. Well, that one person was Matt Gates. Matt Gates decided to bring up um, a, uh, a vote to remove Kevin uh, McCarthy as speaker. Now, look, do I have a lot of love for Kevin McCarthy? Not really. I, do I think he's a great speaker? Mm, no, uh, he's not. Um, so I think a lot of people in the, uh, you know, in the, uh, on the right side of things will look at McCarthy and say, eh, good riddance if he's, if he's going to go. But this was an interesting back and forth because it wasn't a debate between you know, left and right. It wasn't a debate between Democrats and Republicans. It wasn't even a debate between establishment people in the Republican Party and you know, a right faction or you might say in the Freedom Caucus. It was Matt Gates plus seven Republicans plus the Democrats versus all the rest of the Republicans, including some really good ones. I mean, including people like Chip Roy and people like Thomas Massey and people like Jim Jordan. These are people that often are on the right side of issues. So it was a very interesting split, uh, to say the least. Now, let me give you just a taste of what this debate felt like here uh, today. Now, this, I mean, this has all happened within like two days. It really is amazing. Um, here is Matt Gates giving the a case to remove McCarthy as speaker. Mr. Speaker, my friend from Oklahoma says that my colleagues and I who don't support Kevin McCarthy would plunge the House and the country into chaos. Chaos is Speaker McCarthy. Chaos is somebody who we cannot trust with their word. The one thing that the White House, House Democrats, and many of us on the conservative side of the Republican caucus would argue is that the thing we have in common, Kevin McCarthy said something to all of us at one point or another that he didn't really mean and never intended to live up to. I don't think voting against Kevin McCarthy is chaos. I think $33 trillion in debt is chaos. I think that facing a $2.2 trillion annual deficit is chaos. I think that not passing single-subject spending bills is chaos. I think the fact that we have been governed in this country since the mid-90s by continuing resolution and omnibus is chaos. And the way to liberate ourselves from that is a series of reforms to this body that I would hope would outlast Speaker McCarthy's time here, would outlast my time here, and would outlast either of our majorities. 
So there's the case. And, and I think it's a case that I think a lot of people on the conservative side would agree with. Right. We have all sorts of massive problems. And, you know, has McCarthy been able to be some sort of hero in all those issues? Oh, no, he hasn't. Now he has limited power. He only, they only have the House. But still, uh, could things have been better? Yeah. And considering the spending bill that just got passed, which seemed to be the last straw here, you could understand the case of Matt Gates. On the other side, uh, let me give you uh, a few words from Thomas Massey. He's, of course, from Kentucky. Uh, certainly no fan of big spending and usually good on, on, on most issues for sure. Here's Massey. Mr. Speaker, as the only still serving co-author and co-sponsor of the motion to vacate Speaker Boehner, I can tell you this motion to vacate is a terrible idea. Is the only member who's serving here who took every chance to vote against Speaker Boehner and to vote against Speaker Ryan. I can tell you that this chamber has, run, has been run better, more conservatively, and more transparently under Mr. McCarthy than any other speaker that I have served under. As a member of the Rules Committee, one, one of three, one of three conservatives who were placed there out of trust, the Speaker gave us a blocking position by putting three of us on there to keep an eye on the Rules Committee, to make sure the process was fair and even. I can tell you it's been fair and even. None of us are voting against the Speaker today. Regular order is at odds with predetermined outcomes. Yet the Speaker is, is being accused of not holding to regular order and predetermined outcomes at the same time. It is not possible. You cannot be for both at the same time. I was a party to the January agreement, and I can tell you that there were promises in there, but, but there was never a promise for an outcome. There was never a promise that you could force Joe Biden to sign something. There was only the promise that we would try, and try we have. We have tried in the Rules Committee. We have tried on the floor. We've been trying this since this summer. And there's enough blame to go around for why we don't have 12 bills. But part of it was a relitigation of the debt limit deal. By the way, there was no promise on the debt limit deal. No conditions on that in January. Zero whatsoever. I was in the room for that. So the 12 bills were delayed over what? $100 billion. That's a lot of money. But it's nothing compared to the $2 trillion that I came here to object to when Speaker Pelosi and President Trump pushed that bill through. We've had over 500 amendments. Listen, this is a, this is a referendum on this institution. We have tried regular order. Speaker McCarthy has tried regular order. If regular order fails today, if you vacate the Speaker, nobody is going to try Gentleman's it again. time has expired. This institution will fail. So there you go, Thomas Massey uh, giving the case not to remove uh, uh, Speaker McCarthy. Of course, well, I say Speaker McCarthy, but guess what? Surprise, surprise, he is no longer the Speaker of the House. For the first time in American history, the Speaker of the House has been removed through this process. This is not normal. I think there's one other vote in history, and that vote went down. This doesn't normally happen. Uh, the House has voted to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker in a historic first um, eight Republicans voted with every present Democrat to vacate the Speaker's chair. Uh, the aide uh, uh, Gates, Biggs, uh, Buck, uh, Eli Crane, Bob Good, uh, Rosendale, Burchett, and Nancy Mace were the eight. Um, so basically, that's it. He's out. So now what? And this is the this is the important question we could all come to here. And this is. 
why, like, while I agree with a lot of Matt Gates's points, it's important to, you know, have a plan. You don't want to do something drastic if you don't know what's coming next. If you're an attorney, you don't ask something in the open court when you don't know what the answer is going to be. And this is sort of where we are here. You, you heard Thomas Massey mention that he voted for the effort to uh, vacate the speaker's chair when Boehner was there. Eventually, Boehner did uh, wind up leaving. Um, but conservatives might remember the only thing they could come up with to replace him was Paul Ryan. And conservatives weren't exactly in love with that speakership either. You have to have a plan. Who is the next person? These majorities are so thin, it's going to be very hard to get anyone through. What happens next is basically the House goes into a state of paralysis. There's nothing the House can do until they get a new speaker. The only thing they can do is vote on a new speaker over and over and over and over and over again until they get one. So nothing can be done. Um, that is, uh, you know, some of the business that we know of is that is important going on there. A lot of certainly the blocking of bills are important. Those will still automatically happen. So that won't be a big deal. It's, uh, you know, the investigations. There's a lot of things going on that you do want the House to be doing. The question is, who can you get through? There's not going to be some conservative megastar that's going to get through this caucus the way it's it's designed right now. You have a lot of moderates. They're not going to vote for the conservative. The conservatives aren't going to vote for the moderates. You have to find that one person who splits the difference perfectly. And even McCarthy wasn't it, but at least they got him through. The question here is, and the risk here, which there is a risk here. I mean, maybe you get somebody better. Maybe things improve. It's possible. I don't know who that person would be. I think the most likely person to come out of this would be another sort of mid-range establishment type, sort of like McCarthy is. But that's if you can get somebody through. The danger here is it's very easy for all of the Democrats to line up together and they'll vote for Hakeem Jeffries over and over and over again. But if they see an opportunity to pull a few moderates, if there's a name that comes out that feels, I don't know, Mitt Romney-ish, Right. That type of person, the person who's seen as the guy right in the middle, if that person gets nominated and the Democrats all vote for them, likely they'll get through. It's possible even that the Democrats could find someone moderate enough to just pull a few Republicans over. And then we have someone who's basically a Democrat who's the Speaker of the House. And that is a huge, huge problem. And you might say, well, McCarthy's just like a Democrat. Well, you know, he's not. He's not. He's not that bad. He's not great. But he's not that bad. You do not want a Dem- you don't want another Nancy Pelosi or just even a moderate Democrat. You want Joe Manchin uh, or someone you know the equivalent of the in the House running that caucus. I don't think you do. So the problem with this plan is there isn't a plan. The plan is to throw out McCarthy and let's hope for the best. And that's the issue. We talked to Chip Roy today. Again, Chip Roy, a very solid Republican who came out and did not vote for this today. And his reasoning was, we need to have a plan. Let's have a plan before we do this. Instead, it's now done without a plan. It's possible McCarthy will step back in and run again and try to get himself through again. That's going to be difficult. This could just go on for a very long time. We may see another 15 votes or more uh, to name a new speaker. So we'll just keep watching it for you. This sort of broke before, uh, you know, in the hours before we started taping. So we wanted to give you an update. It's a really important issue. Uh, We got more to talk about today. We're going to talk about Trevor Bauer and his situation coming up next. 
Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance an objective and irreversible. It was objective and irreversible, he said. And this is during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the it's the first step in a long process. And it's a scary process. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of your dollar weakens. That is why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Glenowa says uh, it's not the price of food going up. It's the it's the value of your dollar going down. And if you are not prepared to fight back against that, you could be in some se severe financial trouble. Text Stu to the number 989898 for your free info kit on gold from Birch Gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews. You can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with the information you need from Birch Gold. Text STU to the number 989898. Claim your free info kit now from Birch Gold. Welcome back. And one of the strangest stories in sports over the past couple of years has been the story of Trevor Bauer. He is a was a pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He won the Cy Young Award in 2020 as the National League's best pitcher. Um, he, you know, was a superstar, had a massive contract that he signed. And then one day in the middle of the season, kind of everything blew up. Let me go back and kind of remind you how this went. The stories came out like this. Graphic details, photos emerge in restraining order filed against Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer. And uh, I'll show you these photos. They're not uh, pleasant to look at, um, but these were the photos that came out at the time. This is the first one of uh, the accuser, Lindsay Hill, um, with sort of a black eye. And then the second was was considerably worse. She had a couple of black eyes, did not look uh, good, looked like she had been uh, assaulted. And look, if you're a human being of any value, if you see photos like that, you immediately uh, react with disgust and anger, frankly. Um, whoever did this to this person, you want them to be punished. And that's a natural reaction. And look, I'd argue a good instinct, right? Like, if a woman is being hit in some way, I want the guy, if he did this, to be punished to the fullest extent of the law. I have no patience for this whatsoever, nor should you, nor should anyone. Uh, it is about the worst thing that happens in our society, and uh, it shouldn't happen at all. But it is important to not let that emotion overwhelm the actual truth and facts of any particular case and story. And and it's important to understand, to not, to, to not jump to conclusions and to actually know what the facts are. This is why you know, we had this idea a long time ago to have like a court of law and to try to adjudicate these things in a process uh, where lawyers come out and they blab for a while and then judges come out and they blab and a bunch of people over at a jury, they sit there and they listen and then they rise up and they awkwardly read off a card and say, oh, we the jury and the four, and they go through the whole thing and then they blurt it out and probably stutter a couple times and then everyone remembers the sound clip. That's how America is supposed to work, okay? How America is not supposed to work is when an accusation comes out, even if there are terrible photos, and then the person is just excommunicated from society. That's not how that's supposed to work. That is how it worked here with Trevor Bauer. And there's a new development here over the past 24 hours and kind of a crazy update in relation to the blaze as well on this story. We'll get to that here in a second. 
the stories came out almost immediately. The Athletic, uh, MLB cannot allow Trevor Bauer to pitch on Sunday. This is after these pictures came out. Dodgers stars reportedly distancing themselves from Trevor Bauer on IG. And, you know, look, back in the day, there were uh, ways that you deal with someone you didn't like. Uh, it, there was shade. There was uh, anger. There was uh, conf- confronting someone. Now, the, the worst thing you can do to someone is stop following them on Instagram. At least that's what I'm told um, by people who go on Instagram. Um, the Dodgers uh, did what every sports team does these days, right? Like before we know the facts, before there's even a charge in the case, they cut bait completely. They released a statement saying the Dodgers organization believes that the allegations of sexual assault or domestic violence should be thoroughly investigated with due process given to the accused, which is a hilarious sentence because they weren't giving due process to Trevor Bauer when they wrote that. Uh, Major League Baseball's investigation uh, investigation strictly followed, um, excuse me, we cooperated with Major League Baseball's investigation and strictly followed the process stipulated under the MLB's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse policy. Two extensive reviews of all the available evidence in this case, one by Commissioner Manfred and another by a neutral arbitrator, concluded that Mr. Bauer's actions warranted the longest ever active player suspension in our sport for violations of this policy. Now that this process has been been completed and after careful consideration we decided that we will no longer be he will no longer be part of uh, our uh, organization the, the, the suspension was the longest ever it was i think over 300 games initially which would be a couple seasons uh, it was eventually reduced to i think 190 something games but in essence it was a lifetime ban because no one was going to hire this person ever again. Uh, Bauer's career was over, and that was the end of the story. Um, uh, Cutting Trevor Bauer, the right decision, uh, according to the uh, Dodgers. But was it? Was it the right decision? I don't know what happened between these two people. Nor do you, nor does anybody else, except those two people, probably. I don't know what happened, because I wasn't there. And honestly, we went through the last two years, those two years with Trevor Bauer not having a job except in the Japanese leagues, all that time without even really knowing Trevor Bauer's side of this. Now, Bauer, once this went on for a while, wound up suing his accuser. Her name is uh, Lindsay Hill and sued her. Um, She then countersued. And what happens in that process, of course, Bauer already had earned a lot of money, um, so he had money to spare. But what happens in that process is discovery. And if you're making an accusation against someone and you don't want all the facts to come out, you're kind of trying to pressure them into a payment. The last thing you want is a discovery situation where you have to give up your text messages and your emails and all of those other things. Because a lot of times uh, you've revealed way, way, way too much in those uh, particular messages. Now, this went on for two years. Bauer's pitching over in Japan. Um, And these two years that you go back and forth on this lawsuit, eventually this thing finally gets settled. And Trevor Bauer is about to talk to you about how that settlement looked and what happened. But it's important to note this is the first time he's really been able to talk about this publicly. And look, there are a lot of things that you could say about this case. But I will say if the stuff he's saying is true here. And look, of course, that's a big if. This is not, I have not seen a thorough investigation by some neutral party on this stuff yet. Um, but if what half the stuff he's saying is true here, it's a totally different picture than what we were told 
when this guy was excommunicated from society two years ago. Let me show you his video and let you take in the evidence because some of it is extraordinary. Next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. A text Lindsay Hill sent to a friend before she ever even met me. What should I steal? She asked another in reference to visiting my house for the first time. The answer, take his money. So how might that work? I'm going to his house Wednesday, she said. I already have my hooks in. You know how I roll. Then, after the first time we met, net worth is 51 mil, she said. You better secure the bag, was the response. Uh, but, but how was she going to do that? Need daddy to choke me out, she said. Being an absolute whore to try to get in on his 51 million, read another text. Uh, then, after the second time we met, former Padres pitcher Jacob Nix told her, you got to get this bag. I'll give you 50,000, Lindsay replied. Her AA sponsor asked her at one point, do you feel a tiny bit guilty? Not really, she replied. Since then, her legal team has approached me multiple times about coming to a financial settlement. But as I have done since day one, I refuse to pay her even a single cent. Uh, in August of 2021, Lindsay Hill's claims were heard in court. And during those legal proceedings, critical information was deliberately and unlawfully concealed from me and my legal team. Uh, information like this video, which was taken by Lindsay Hill herself the morning after she claimed she was brutally attacked, emotionally traumatized, and desperate to get away from me. Uh, and now we have the metadata, so there can be no dispute. Uh, it was taken mere minutes before she left my house on the morning of May 16th, 2021. After hearing the evidence available to her, Judge Diana Gold Saltman found that Lindsay Hill had misled the court. She found her claims to be materially misleading. Uh, she denied her request for a domestic violence restraining order, and she found that no sexual assault or non-consensual conduct took place. As I've said from day one, I never sexually assaulted Lindsay Hill, or anyone else for that matter. Uh, so I sued her, which prompted her to countersue me. Quite frankly, regardless of the outcome in court, I've paid significantly more in legal fees than Lindsay Hill could ever pay me in her entire life. Uh, and I knew that would be the case going in. But the lawsuit was never about the money for me. It was the only way for me to obtain critical information to clear my name. Uh, the discovery process in that lawsuit recently concluded, at which point uh, Lindsay Hill's legal team again came to us with another proposal to resolve the case. Uh, this time, however, they weren't seeking any money from me. Having received uh, much of the information that had been hidden from us, uh, a small portion of which I've referenced here, um, I was willing to agree to the terms proposed. Both parties would drop their respective lawsuits, and neither of us would pay either side any money. Um, I also retained my right to speak publicly about the case, something I have not been at liberty to do since June of 2021. So, as of today, both lawsuits have been settled. Now, over the last two years, I've been forced to defend my integrity uh, and my reputation in a very public setting. But hopefully this is the last time I have to do so, as I'd prefer to just remain focused on doing my job, uh, winning baseball games and entertaining fans around the world. So today, I'm happy to be moving on with my life. I mean, there's so much there that we could go on for hours on it. Uh, but, you know, first of all, you have the text messages back and forth with her friends bragging about how she's targeting this guy to get his money, bragging about how much money he has, about what she might steal. Um, now, is it possible she's just a big talker and joking to her friends and never really intended to do those things? I mean, sure, it's, it's possible. Um, the video that was filmed in bed with Trevor Bauer, uh, you know, he tells the story. The metadata proves that this is the day after 
These photos were supposedly taken after she was beaten by Trevor Bauer. Obviously, at that point, she did not have any of these injuries. Now, is it possible Trevor Bauer's lying about some of that information? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the guy. I mean, who knows? He might be the worst guy in the world. I don't know. I don't know him and I don't know her. But that's the thing. Society made a judgment on this entire case without knowing him, without knowing her, without knowing any of the information you just heard. There are rumors and, and reporting on the fact that maybe some money actually went from an insurance company to Trevor Bauer in these settled lawsuits. In other words, he didn't have to give up money to settle these things. He may have received it. And look, the end of the day, we have to be honest with ourselves. There are a lot of terrible guys out there that do terrible things to women. It's true. It does happen. It happens way freaking too often. Women are people. You don't believe all women because women are people. Sometimes women do terrible things too. And women know their power uh, and their, their power over men in certain ways that they occasionally attempt to exploit. And when they do that, they should be held responsible. If what we find out of this situation is that she intentionally targeted this guy and blew up his life, she should be held responsible. It shouldn't just be, oh, well, her reputation gets a little tarnished after this. There should be legal charges in these situations. Not often do you get this much evidence to show that these things are going on, but they do go on. And if they could be proved in a court of law, there should be consequences, not just financial. I mean, take it out of these two particular people for a second, because as I point out, we don't know all the details. I, maybe he's lying about all this stuff. I mean, a lot of it comes from court documents and we know the texts exist, but maybe he's omitting context. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just trying to keep uh, an open mind because we don't have all the information. But at the end of the day, if someone, anyone targets a person like this, and uh, abuses them for profit, tries to ruin their life, to go public, to ruin their reputation, that should be a crime and it should be prosecuted and it should end in jail time. That is not a minor thing. You know, we keep talking about this stuff where, uh, you know, Bill Cosby, who deserves, uh, deserved his jail time and, and probably a lot more if he was uh, guilty. Of course, he claims to be innocent, but there seems to be a lot of evidence in that particular case. You have that situation, but then you have Cardi B on the other side who's out there bragging about doing very similar things to men when she was a dancer. And there's no heat on that one at all. No one seems to care whatsoever. There should be equal justice here. Just because your gender is different doesn't mean there are different rules for you. And targeting somebody like this uh, in an attempt to extort them I mean, I know that's a crime, but man, it doesn't seem like it's ever treated like one. Now, all of this being said, we don't know the truth here. We don't even really know a ton about the side of the story from Lindsay Hill. What does she say to all these accusations? You might be saying, well, what, did she respond on Instagram? Not that I know of. I don't think so. Did she respond on social media? Not that I know of. I, I, don't, I don't think so. But she will respond Tonight, on The Blaze, with Alex Stein. See, so I mean, if you care about this story at all, you need to go over after this show is over and check out the Alex Stein show from tonight, where she is going to, I assume, address all of these accusations 
with some specifics, and we will see where the chaos falls. Until then, we're going to talk to uh, Ryan Spader here in a second about this uh, situation, as well as the Major League Baseball playoffs that are starting here. Uh, because, I mean, look, it's been a crazy day, but I still love me some baseball, and we're going to talk about that next. If you've ever bought or sold a home, you know that process can be overwhelming. It can be disastrous for some people. If you get the wrong real estate agent, it may cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, what if you buy into the wrong neighborhood? What if you sell uh, way below market value? These things do happen to people, and a lot of times they're just talked into it because, you know, real, real estate agents sometimes don't care, right? They, they're, they're, just, they're either bad agents or they just want the, the churn of the deal, and they don't care about getting you the best price because it doesn't really make that much of a difference for them. Well, realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find the person who doesn't think like that, to find the person who cares about your uh, home purchase or your home sale. You want to have the best experience you can? Go find the best person. The process is simple. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com, provide some basic information, and the team will reach out to get you in contact with the best agent in your town. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you, realestateagentsitrust.com. I'm happy to welcome in Ryan Spader to the program. He's a Major League Baseball analyst and co-author of a great freaking book that you have to have if you're a baseball fan. Incredible Baseball Stats, the coolest, strangest stats and facts in baseball history. It's one that I know me and my son go to often uh, when I want to tell him about people he's never heard of from the past. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much for coming on the program. I really appreciate you guys having me on. This is great. Um, I've been looking forward to this for a while. I know the first time you guys asked me, I couldn't make it work, but uh, I was glad we were able to get it done today. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's I have to struggle to actually talk about news. I mean, I could sit here and talk about baseball every night, uh, and would love to do it with you. Um, but uh, let's start about we we talked about Trevor Bauer today, which is kind of a a really crazy story. He releases this video last night with all sorts of evidence that I hadn't heard any of. And, you know, I, I'm looking back, I'm thinking back in my, my memory banks here. The, the, the journalists that cover Major League Baseball gave me no sense that there was any possibility of anything happening other than this guy just being the worst person on earth. Is that how you remember it? How did baseball cover this? Yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it. And there's a reason uh, I'm not going to use her name, but there's a reason she uh, no longer has a job. Um, and I am inclined to think that this is part of the reason. Uh, I will tell you that Trevor Bauer's agent is a friend of mine, and um, she um, she kind of, uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to spill anybody's tea, so to say, but, you know, she kind of um, alluded to the fact that, you know, some of these things would eventually come out. And I, I just honestly, at this point, I feel badly for Trevor Bauer because he's a terrific pitcher. And I mean, at, th at this stage in the game, it seems like this girl was after him. And, um, mm. um, you know, I'm not here to quote unquote, yuck anybody's yums, if you will. <laughs> but, um, Whatever they're into and they want to do in their personal time. Right. 
that's perfectly fine as long as there's consent. And it seems like there was consent and it seems like somebody tried to take advantage. Are you as perplexed as I am, Ryan, at, at just the approach of these sports leagues when it comes to situations like this? It seems to me that, like, we have a justice system in this country for a reason, right? We have investigators who investigate crimes and try to suss all this stuff out. And in this situation, uh, first of all, you know, Bauer was never even charged with a crime. But all the, you know, Major League Baseball, the Dodgers in particular, um, uh, most, most of the journalists that f- follow the sport all convicted him without seeing any of this evidence. And it seems to me it would be better to put the trust into you know, police uh, officers and investigators rather than sports leagues to investigate crimes. I got three words for you. White male Republican. Mm. <laughs> ah, different rules uh, for that particular group, you'd say? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, no, ba- uh, it, cer- it certainly seems that way in Major League Baseball. Uh, Major League Baseball has, uh, and I can tell you this from a personal level, um, uh, I've been blackballed by Major League Baseball. I've heard this from friends of mine who work for Major League Baseball that I am not welcome anymore. I used to host um, MLB Network. I host, uh, I, I co-host, or, or excuse me, guest host. Sure. Um, ESPN. I used to go on broadcasts, um, and I'm no longer welcome. I am. Um, what What is the uh, Latin saying? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't know any Latin, so I wouldn't know anyway. Uh, but I will say, I'm sorry that you've been demoted to come on this stupid show. I mean, I, I, no, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't care because I will stand. I will stand on my soapbox, and I, I, I will fight for what I believe is right. Um, I, I don't really care. Um, I'm proud to have on my website last year. I was able to ho- um, um, hire two college students who were able to write for my website. I wrote both of them a glaring uh, letter of recommendation. Both of them got jobs in baseball. And uh, I also wrote a letter of recommendation for a Penn State student who um, got a job as a bullpen catcher in Major League Baseball. Um, In addition to that, I also uh, recommended a friend of mine, his son, um, goes to Penn State, and he got a uh, partial partial scholarship up to a, a full scholarship uh, at, at Penn State to pitch there. Mm. Um, so you know, I'm I'm proud of the work that I do. Um, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bend the knee. It's not it's not me. It's not something I'm going to do. Good for you. And, yeah. And. Um, you know, unfortunately for me, it's cost me, I mean, I don't know, what do I have, 62,000 followers? It's probably cost me double that. Mm. Um, it's, it, it's, you, cost, it's cost me jobs. I, I, I got fired by The Athletic before I even started there. Because uh, of your political views? I, that's my perception. I, I can't say for sure. They never say that, of right? Course. Yeah, I guess that's true. They never of course, admit that. Of course, they said it's it's because we overestimated our need for um, 
help. Right. Mm, sure. But, sure. But then they went and hired somebody else. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, I, I don't I think the average person, I mean, if you go back 20 or 30 years, the average person would look at Major League Baseball and think, well, this is you know, America's pastime. Right. This is a foundational part of American culture. They should be accepting of people on the right, people on the left. Uh, that's that's the way it should be. Politics shouldn't invade baseball. But we've turned that completely upside down. I think to the sports detriment and certainly to the country's detriment. Is, do I have that right? Uh, I, I would say so. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in, and I'm sure you're familiar. Did I lose you? No, you're, I'm with you. All right. I'm a firm believer in um, uh, barroom rules. Okay. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to your family. That's it. Nobody else has to know about that stuff. Hmm. And um, I, I think we have ventured into a place where um, politics, religion, all of these other things have become a way of other people's life. I mean, I get called racist on a daily basis, which, which is ridiculous because I am certainly not um, my and, you know, uh, people listen to this and say, like, oh, you you have a black friend, right? Um, <laughs> my wife is from Iran. She's an immigrant from Iran, a legal immigrant from Iran. Um, and I love her dearly. And um, I, I think that some of this stuff has been blown out of proportion. Um, I think that American citizens do not realize how good that they have it. And they try to create their own problems. They try to create problems that do not actually exist because they don't have any problems. Mm. And I think that's the position in which we are currently in. Mm. I have, amen, I think that's 100% true. And it's, it's, uh, it's sad because we keep going down. Everyone's a victim of something, it seems like these days. And uh, that's something that we used to be, I mean, we used to be the opposite of, right? A country of people who never wanted to be victimized. Now it seems like everyone wants to be victimized. Um, I don't want to let well, you go. Go ahead, Ryan. For, let me interrupt you real yeah. quick. My, funny enough, my, um, you know, my wife comes here and she's like, "Wait, what the heck?" Like I thought, I thought America was like so free and everything, and that's why I wanted to come here. And she came. Um, what are we at? 2027 years ago and she became a citizen two years ago and she's like you know what like would you consider going to germany because i can't like i can't put up with this jeez mm. that's that's so sad to hear i mean I, you know we we love legal immigrants that actually come here the right way and it's, it seems like those people are the ones that often get most punished by our system where illegal immigrants get completely embraced, which is totally backwards. Um, Ryan, though, so, before, uh, so, uh, go ahead. I got I to gotta cut you off one more time. Yeah, I'm sure. so sorry. No, no, no. I don't mean to. You'll get a kick out of this. So um, her mother, actually, so they got stuck in uh, Vienna during the quote-unquote travel ban, you know? Oh, right, yeah. And uh, her mother uh, blamed President Trump for that, right, mm -hmm. at the time. Then she comes to the U.S. and she starts hearing his policies and stuff. And she's like, 
wait a second, I actually agree with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, so she agrees with this guy and then she looks into stuff and she's like, wait a second. So what she compared, um, and this is not to disparage, I, I don't disparage anybody who's a Democrat in any sure. way. Mm-hmm. And this is not to disparage them in any way. But she was like, they think it's a religion in she's comparing it to uh, Islam or Muslim. Right. Right. Um, uh, I, I forget what the appropriate term is. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> and um, she's comparing it to this. And she's like, they think that their politics is a religion and they have to follow it like a religion. And um, the other thing that she told me is that in Iran, they receive news that tells them how good American Democrats are. And I'm like, wait a second, an enemy of ours, because Iran is an enemy. We all know that. Mm -hmm. An enemy of ours is saying that Democrats are good. Yeah. Uh, it is in the U.S. Incredible. So that's kind of a little bit of a, I don't know, it's a little bit of at least a gray area. Certainly a different picture. Ryan, do you have a couple more minutes to hang out? Say again? Can you have a couple more minutes to hang out if we take a quick break? Uh, I'll hang out for an hour if you uh, want. Awesome. Uh, Ryan Spader, uh, MLB analyst. We're back with him in a second. So what would it be like if all of a sudden the global medication supply chain of antibiotics just disappeared right before our eyes? We've seen this happen in, with our supply chains over and over again recently. And if, you know, India and China, these are countries that are manufacturing these medications. They're going to take care of their needs before ours, which makes sense for them, but it doesn't work out great for us. So how can you be prepared with something? Well, you can be prepared with the Jace case from Jace Medical. It's a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses like respiratory infections or sinusitis, all sorts of stuff. And it's a great way for you to be prepared for shortages or just for traveling if you're going overseas especially. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to jacemedical.com. Enter the code STU at checkout for a discount. It's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com, the Jace case from Jace Medical. All right, I blabbed way too much and we ran out of time with Ryan. We'll have to have him back another time. Uh, he, his, his name is uh, Ryan Spader, the ace of spader.com. Something for you to check out uh, for sure. He does a lot of great work with military charities. Just a really good guy. And, and you see these guys who may have right leanings and conservative leanings that this stuff happens to in mainstream media all the time and in sports media and all these different areas. So supporting people like this, I think, is really important. Um, And he does a great thing. If you're a gambler uh, and you want to take a part in his Project 186 Parlay, it's one of the most fun times you're going to have betting on baseball. He bets on every single baseball game for the entire season. Uh, That's a lot of fun. And his book, I can't say enough about. I love it. I go, I read it with my son all the time. Incredible Baseball Stats is the name of it by Ryan Spader. We're back in just a second. Oh, what a crazy day. Too much stuff going on. Um, but I mean, we don't even have a Speaker of the House anymore, so who knows what is next? I will tell you, blazetv.com slash stew is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Don't forget that Alex Dine interview with Trevor Bauer's accuser is tonight. 
it's just mania over here right now, and there's lots of baseball to watch. So I'll go do that, and you go do your thing. We'll see you tomorrow.